Hi, my name is Shandell Short and welcome to my podcast where I will share all of the things that I am obsessed with. Self-love, healing, health, humor, and helping others navigate through the messy and magical chapters of this thing called life. I'm a small town girl who's always had a curious mind and committed to breaking glass ceilings. I took a rock bottom moment to uncover everything I could learn about the invisible threads that hold us back in life. On this podcast, I will share my perspectives. I will engage in thought provoking conversations with some of my favorite people, maybe inspire you to ask yourself questions, heal something from your past, connect you with like-minded people, or take that big leap that you've been wanting to take. There'll be lots of real talk. Think of it as sitting down with your big sister. No topics are off the table, so be prepared to be challenged, encouraged while you learn. So today we're going to talk about habits, creating habits, how important they are in your life, and if you're anything like me, why you might struggle with doing that. I've brought out uh, one of my favorite books that I read a few years ago that really helped me change so much of my life because I had already been implementing things and systems into my life, or I guess a process and systems into my life. And this book really brought it all together for me to help me explain it to others. So imagine you are flying from Los Angeles to New York City. If a pilot leaves LAX, adjust the heading just 3.5 degrees south, you will land in Washington, D.C. instead of New York. A small change is barely noticeable at takeoff. The nose of the airplane moves just a few feet, but when magnified across the entire United States, you end up hundreds of miles apart. A slight change in your daily habits can guide your life to a very different destination. Making choices that are 1% better or 1% worse seem insignificant at the moment. But over the span of moments that make up a lifetime, these choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be. That's from the book Atomic Habits, one of, like I said, one of my favorite books, and I always go back to it. And as I'm wanting to talk more about the systems that I've implemented in my life, hoping to share them with anyone else who might be finding some freedom from them as well. I pulled this book back out again because I also, um, am resetting some of my own habits. I, if you follow me on social media, If you don't, you should go follow because I share some more personal things on there. But uh, if you follow along, I had surgery five weeks ago and I wasn't able to work out. And working out for me is not necessarily like always going to the gym. Sometimes it's, you know, a long hike. It's, you know, my Peloton bike, doing some Pilates, yoga, or strength training. I tend to 
not follow one specific program. I base it on how I'm feeling and what I need that day. So for me, not being able to move my body, I should say the better way to put it is move my body and move the energy through. It was the hardest part of the recovery for me because I realized how much I've learned to manage my own life through this, how I manage my anxiety, how I manage um, my inner critic, processing emotions, frustration, or stress. It's been such a big part. So not being able to do it for five weeks I think was a blessing because I was able to kind of feel like I'm starting back at ground zero, like, you know, to be able to share this stuff with you and we get to start it together again. So I stepped away from diets and certain programs a few years ago when I started to work on healing my culturally created ego. And if you didn't listen to episode two, there is kind of reason why I recorded that in episode two before sharing this with you today. And the culturally created ego, just to like sum it up, is really like who we think we're supposed to be and based off of society, our community, our own upbringing. And then there's the, you know, some unhealed dormant parts of us that we you know, or maybe unprocessed or, uh, are like the inner critic within us. And maybe we don't even know why that's there. So when I learned to be aware of that, I would love to say that I've stripped it away, but I, it's a constant every day, not every day. That sounds like so much work. It's a constant awareness. I'm, I always have to be aware of that part because it creeps back in, especially the past five weeks, like I said, because, It's easier to go back in comfort zones and we all do it. It's natural. And having a goal always left me in that place was like, I would set a goal, achieve a goal. And then after the goal was done, I remember feeling like after I competed in fitness, I remember being like, now what? Like, And then I would kind of, you know, lose my way with eating because I just deprived myself for so long. And for decades, for decades, I yo-yo dieted. I took diet pills and work, did every diet program out there, I think, or I feel like it. And I was so tired of it. I was just extremely, I was exhausted from just trying to be healthy, but I looked at my goals that I had written down. So like, what are my goals? I want to be 125 pounds. I want to be strong, fit. And they were very surface level, like image related because I felt I had to look a certain way. I think that we are slowly starting to change that and people are starting to understand that you can just be happy with with, with where you are. But what I did was I like tried to change the perspective. And that's what I want to encourage you to do today is look at the habits you want to create in your life and the healthy habits you want to implement in your life. And let's look at it from a different perspective. The same thing can be for bad habits. You already have habits. I have habits. 
just some are serving us and some are not. Well, the truth is even your bad habits are serving you in some way. I'll get to that in a minute. But you can, I hate to call them like good or bad because I think they're just habits. There's just ones that are going to help us reach who we want to be. And there's ones that are not. So that's why I say serving. So when I say like, are they serving you? It means like, are they helping you or are they not? So if we take a step back and just look at it from a different perspective. So what was that? And I'm using weight, like, and just throwing out a number. I'm I'm not even to 125. I haven't been in years. So I'm just using this as an example because I think that it's a very common thing that people want to, especially in women, that we want to reach a certain weight. But for you, it could be that you want to gain weight. It could be that you want to write a book, start a business, uh, move to a new city, meet new people, like whatever your habit is that you want to do or implement in your life, like the same, don't let the idea that I'm talking about a number throw you off of inserting your own habit. So I looked at it and said, okay, what was that 125? What was I going to be? Who was I going to be at 125? Why is that appealing to me, that number? Where did that even come from? So what I remember writing down was, uh, who is that girl at 125? She's healthy. She's strong. She's comfortable in her own skin. She's confident. And she feels good in her clothes. Okay. So it wasn't really about weight at all. But I'd been so conditioned to think that I had to reach a certain weight or I had to be a certain number on the scale to reach that. And it didn't. So that's when I started to see that, wait now, maybe I need to forget about my goals. And I think goals fit in certain places. I definitely think that they have a place and a time. And But I think when it comes to bodies, that when we can learn to step away from it being very a certain number or a certain diet and step back and just say, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like some of you I know have been at war with yourselves for decades as well. I know I'm not alone in this. That's why 85% of the population struggle with self-esteem and the diet industry is a 74 something billion dollar industry a year. So when you look at it from a different perspective and say, well, what is it that I really want? I want to feel if it's confidence, if it's, and look for something within yourself that you can achieve. Because when you do that, it helps you start to build a relationship with yourself as opposed to always needing the next diet or the next trend or the next program to help you reach your goal. This is where bringing awareness to what the conditioning is around bodies and bringing awareness to what your inner critic is saying about you and where it came from, why it's so important in just being healthy. Because healthy, like I shared in last week's episode, for me is about five pillars. It is my physical self, my mental my emotional, my intellectual, so like what I'm learning and 
my social, sorry, and spiritual. Mental and intellectual are the same pillar uh, and social and spiritual. So when I have all five of my pillars well looked after, or I have, you know, habits that are serving me and all of those and not perfectly, it's so imperfect. But if I'm doing leaning more towards the ones that are serving me, the habits that are serving me versus the ones that are not, I'm becoming closer to the person I want to be. So the person I want to be is no longer 125 pounds or 150 pounds, whatever we want to use. She is confident in her own skin. She is healthy. She feels comfortable in the clothes she wears. And by the way, like I just got bigger jeans. <laughs> like there's there's some fucking freedom in just going to get yourself a bigger size pair of jeans and not forcing yourself to try to fit into those jeans and then taking the old jeans that were like, for me, it was like size 27. Like I don't even like for me, I loved JLo's body. Like I loved her body, curvy. And like, she's probably not a size 27, but I desperately wanted to fit back there and not even be the body that I like thought was really attractive and would be fitting for me. Instead, I wanted to, you know, have Jennifer Aniston, like, and I, that's where I had to get really in touch with what is it and who, that you're looking for and who is it you want to be. I don't want to be JLo, but like hanging on to a size 27 jean and trying to fit into it and making myself feel like a piece of shit all the time because I couldn't fit into them. And every time I would clean out my closet, hanging on to them because maybe next year I'll fit into them, like throw them out or give them away to someone who needs them bring them to a donation bin and just go get yourself a pair that fit because there's some confidence in just that and there's liberation in it. And for the men listening, if you don't realize this, like women struggle with this. And I think men do as well, actually. But women, it has been so ingrained in us that you have to be and look a certain way. And if you don't, you might not be vocal about it, but there's that inner critic that's in you. So the system that I implemented for myself in getting clear on who I want it to be allows for freedom when, say, for instance, I couldn't work out for the past five weeks and I needed to love myself unconditionally and find new ways to manage, I was able to lean further into, okay, well, I need to probably meditate or journal more as opposed since I can't move my body. So I was able to lean into one of the other five pillars a little bit more to help me not let the inner critic take over again or not let um, the triggers to be so much. And when trigger, what I mean by trigger is like if I see a diet or, and this happened, so I'm sharing something very realistic. I constantly get triggered by people who eat uh, a keto lifestyle, like low carb, low sugar, because I did it a few years ago and it made me feel so good. But now looking back, I know why, because I had so much inflammation in my body from having my breast implants. So when I was eating that way and reducing the inflammation, it was counteracting what my implants were causing the inflammation. So I was feeling so good because of that, not because the keto was actually healthy for me. So even just like last winter it happened and even during the past couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, like, man, I felt so good with keto. And I was like, no, you didn't feel so good with keto. You just felt so good with eating foods that were not inflaming you. So 
I try to stay away from like diet terms and, um, you know, as any food, I don't think any food is bad. I also, you know, don't believe in that whole like, oh, well, everything in moderation. Yes, everything in moderation, but you have to also watch your moderation because that can also be an excuse. Uh, that used to be mine for drinking. Like I'd be like, well, everything in moderation, two glasses isn't hurting. And it wasn't hurting, but over time, two glasses a night, two glasses a night, two glasses a night, that adds up and you're having 12 to 15 drinks a week. That was hurting. So be careful of when everything in moderation is used for the right purpose as well. And this might sound like I'm going off on a tangent, but bear with me because I'm getting back there. But in learning how to build this relationship with yourself and learning how to step away or strip away these conditions that you've been taught, this is about really getting into the feedback loop within yourself. And that means like trying something. If it works, great. If it fails, what can you learn from it and try it differently? So when I was say triggered for the keto thing, I was able to quickly go, no, Chandel, that it was just the, it was taking away the inflammation from your body. So what other things could you do um, to help with the inflammation. So I started implementing, um, I have like a sauna at home. So I started implementing getting back in the sauna because I wasn't able to do strenuous exercises. So, and it was going to help take down the inflammation. So that's where I mean about looking at your habits and instead of creating this laundry list of restrictions and expectations how about if you just say, who do I want to be? Maybe it's, I want to be a great parent. Maybe it's, I want to, you know, put my name in for that promotion, or I want to start that business, become a reader, leave my job, move to a different place. Whatever it is, it's like, what are the habits that you need to implement to get you there? And what are the ones that you need to drop to get you there? And when we look at it from that way and look at it like that airplane analogy of like just 1% better is helping you build confidence in yourself. It's not linear. You're not going to eat one salad and feel better. But if just for today, you took a healthier choice, you chose a salad over fries at lunch. And tomorrow you went to bed earlier instead of staying up and binge watching a show. Or you got up 45 minutes before your kids and had coffee by yourself for 15 minutes and then did a 30, 20 minute workout, 20 or 30 minute workout. Like 1% better is where you gain the confidence, lasting confidence, not like, I'm going to reach that goal weight and feel really confident for a couple of weeks and then fucking fail again. Like I'm talking about building a trust within yourself that you always have your own back and a diet doesn't have that. A program does not have that. It is you that has that and it is built on your habits that you do every single day. So, when you can look at where is your thinking broken, 
Is it because you think I need to be a certain that? And is that really true? Or what is it that you're trying to achieve? Who is it you're trying to be? Healthy is a long-term goal, and it's going to look very different at different chapters of your life. It's going to look very different, different seasons in your life. But finding peace with it within yourself and knowing that I trust myself to choose 1% better every day. 1% better every day is 37% better every year. 1% worse every day is 37% worse every year. So even if you did half of that, half of your days, you're still like 16% better. And to me, that is a risk I will take over the years versus doing a diet and feeling great for a couple weeks or for a vacation and then feeling like shit again or starving myself to reach that certain number and then feeling like crap over exercising and burning myself out. It is completely life-changing when you do this. And I know that it might sound like, okay, that's not very hard. But when you get into it, you might be like, okay, this doesn't work. I'm not getting the results I want. This is not happening. I want it to look a certain way. Always remember that you're conditioned right now to be on autopilot. You're conditioned to just go, I need a diet. I need this. I need that program. I need this. Unless that program teaches you how to connect with yourself, trust yourself, and to step out of diets, I would not be signing up for it because I did it for decades. There is nothing outside of you. And if you ever take anything I say and let it mean something is this, there is absolutely nothing or nobody outside of you that can give you what you need for choosing healthy in your life. You can get inspired, you can get encouraged, all those things, even love. You could have someone love the shit out of you, but if you don't love yourself, you're not able to see it. And if anybody's watched Love is Blind 3, you might know what I'm talking about. Your insecurities will speak louder and dilute situations happening around you. You feeling unhealthy or you're lacking boundaries in your life and you know you're trying to do everything for everyone else and you're never putting yourself first is not long-term health maybe short term it's a chapter that you need to get through but if people could truly understand how important it is to decompress and let the stress out of your body even if it's for 20 minutes it's saving you from major illnesses. It's saving you from aging and lowering your cortisol levels and so many things. Running on overdrive and caffeine and not eating and strict diets, like that is more harm on your body and your health than you can even comprehend at this point. But I want you to start here and start realizing that you can build the trust within, you can change your habits to be healthier, and it starts with 1% better, like just 1% better. 
And if you have to say 1% better this week, because it's too much to do 7% better, I don't know, like just break it down, like 1% better every week then, you know, like I'm going to make a better choice today. In Reiki, you know, we have this thing where it says just for today and you just take it a day at a time and you learn when it doesn't go that way that you need. So if you make a choice, and this is a big one because this is where that unhealed version of you comes in. If you have picked up habits along the way of eating, drinking, smoking, disconnecting when things get stressful or you're overwhelmed, it's time to take notice of those because like your soul's trying to get your attention. You know, it's trying to say like, Hey, we, we got to wake up here. We're not, we're not going down a good path. Like this isn't a good, I think it's trajectory. Thank you. I always pronounce that word, <laughs> pronounce that word wrong, but it's just like getting yourself just like on a, on a 1% better and it doesn't have to be perfect, but you'll build long-term goals. You will build trust within and you build a system that is based on you, your empowerment. Because what I do for my day-to-day -day routine might not work for you. I can share it with you. And I usually do on social media. I share a lot about that stuff. But the thing is, is that true behavior is actually an identity change. And right now, if you are letting yourself down or failing in diets or failing on programs, you're not having healthy boundaries in your life and you're not being the person that you want to be. And I know that. And you might not want to admit it to yourself and you might be blaming everybody around you. And I get it. I have been there. But when you can say, what is it that I'm trying to achieve? Like what, who is the person I want to be? And just work on that 1% better every day. You will change the trust that you have with yourself. You will trust yourself to know in situations. Like for me, when I couldn't work out for the past couple of weeks, I trusted myself that I knew that once I was given the okay to work out again, that I would be able to refocus back on my system because I didn't lose everything. I didn't lose, and I'm not starting at ground zero. I knew to lean on other things the past couple of weeks. This is not easy and I don't do it perfectly at all. But there are ways that you can do that. And that is like where affirmations come in. So I'll share with you one that I wrote down for my week. And it is, I am proud to make healthy choices daily. I am becoming a healthier person every day. I am confident in my choices. And that's because over the past four weeks, just as easy as 1% chance can slip in, so can like the good ones slip in, so can the bad ones. So I found myself getting, even though I was trusting myself in some things, I was letting little habits creep back in. So this morning I found myself not wanting to work out. I wanted to study because that's what I've been doing in the mornings instead of working out. And I skipped my workout this morning and I was like, okay, how do I reconnect back? And that's where I wrote out these affirmations for myself because I was like, no, I am confident of the choices I'm making because that meant 
tonight, I will just do Pilates, not just, but I will do Pilates and I'm becoming healthier every day. So today I can learn from, okay, I came downstairs. I try to carry the same habit I have for the past couple of weeks because it got comfortable for me to come down with my coffee, cozy up and study. And it became a new pattern for me, but it's not what's going to help me because I was anxious during the day. One, because I made a promise to myself and I let her, that promise down. Also, because I had some anxious things at work I was dealing with and I wasn't able to manage it as well. And instead of having my mushroom drink, I want a coffee today because it was, you know, just the thing to do. It was on the weekend. That's where just adjusting a habit can help. Like it's so powerful to just adjust the habit a little bit, but not beat yourself up when it goes wrong. So that's where that feedback loop is, is like, don't beat yourself up. Just be like, okay, what did I do? Okay. That didn't work for me. How can I learn from that and try differently again tomorrow? That's 1% better. Not you failed. You get one flat tire, flatten the rest of them. No, this is a lifelong journey and becoming extremely clear on it. So I also realized that I wasn't clear on what I wanted to do. So now I've also changed. And I said, during the next week, I will partake in at least 20 minutes of cycling every morning at 7am after finishing my coffee. So I was clear on it. I'm clear on what I'm doing. I will journey, journal, genie. I will journal every morning at 630 while drinking my hot water and lemon. Because I'm trying to, that's called the habit stacking. So it's like, I know one habit I love. I love to drink my coffee in the morning. And if I say, okay, when I'm done that coffee, I will get on the bike and do my cycling. It becomes a habit for me. People think that habits take away from you. Like it's like, it's robbing you of something, but there's so much more free time when you're not thinking about it all day. I ruined my whole day by going, oh, I didn't work out on the bike this morning. I didn't ruin my whole day. That's a bit dramatic. But uh, I spend the whole day wasting energy, like precious energy all day long of when am I going to get on the bike? Now I'm not going to get on the bike. Okay. So now I'm going to have to do Pilates tonight. It was 20 minutes. I mean, I could have I got out that 20 minutes and never thought about it again for the rest of the day. And that's what I'd like you to look at is how can you make yourself just a little bit more proud today? And if you're not proud, how can you adjust that again for tomorrow? It's not about being perfect. It's about deciding who it is that you want to be and stepping into that version of yourself every single day. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. We just finished another podcast together. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your takeaways, what were your favorite parts, or continue this conversation. Head over to my Instagram. It will be listed in the show notes. Let's continue to grow together. With love, Shandell.